It is time to blast off inside the kennel. And now, here is the Tomahawk Missile himself, Vindog Radio. Myself, Vin Dog Radio, a Money Bin production. You can follow my man Money Bin on Rumble at Money Bin Productions with the Z. You can also add me, Vin Dog Radio USA. You can follow me at Vin Dog Radio on YouTube, Rumble. That's right. Instagram. Yeah, I'm on IG, Twitter, and Parler. Yes, indeed. Please hit those socials up and we will get into it. You can also download the Podbean app and plug in to the Kennel Podcast with myself, Vin Dog Radio, a Mighty Bin Production. And also log on, log on to iHeartRadio and find us there at the Kennel. Also, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and Pandora, and wherever you shall download podcasts. And we're going to have Tyler Morgan on. Yes, he is a military vet, and he has his own podcast called Relentless, and he has one also called The Whiskey Pod. He'll get into all of that. But first, I want to play this little piece from a guy that's interviewed on Newsmax, and he was saying that General Milley should resign, and, and he's going to give some explanation. You Listen to what he has to this say. This information about Mark Milley, who I know very well, uh, it really, really is, is, is so devastating. How is that not treason, sir? Yeah, it, well, I'll tell you what it is. It's illegal, it's immoral, and it's unethical, and Mark Milley should, should be immediately, immediately uh, told to drop his stars and and uh, he should be resigning in disgrace, if not completely fired and publicly. The one institution that we cannot lose hope in and faith in, which because every other institution of government, Eric, the, the American people have lost faith in. The one institution that still remains is our uniformed military. And Mark Milley, you know, Mark Milley is doing such incredible. I mean, he's actually doing grave, grave, which is the strongest word I can use, grave damage to the Institute of the Military by continuing to stay in the uh, in the office of Chairman of the Joint Chiefs. That's Mark Milley for you. We should flush Mark Milley down the toilet, right? Uh, I'm serious. We should. We should flush him. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that just goes to show you, man, that this is a corrupt situation going on in America. And we are in decadency right now. America is in moral rot, if you want to, you know, put it lightly. And, and it's crazy to me that a lot of people capitulate to this nonsense. And then they just don't want to, you know, admit that they're wrong. Just like the recall. Oh. <laughs> not you, not you, not you, Arnold. Not you. Get out of my face. All right. The guy can never talk anyway. Coming up on the other side, my man, Tyler Morgan. He's going to get into some things. Okay, Democrats, stop crying. Stop crying already. You tards are always crying about something. All right, let's get a swig of water here. Mm-hmm. Swig of water for the working man. We're coming up on the other side of the kennel right here on Podbean.com. This is a Money Pin production, baby. See you on the other side, sucker. Back in a minute, sucker. 
back in a minute. More with the street shooter himself right after this. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Vindog Radio. American Airlines rated the worst, losing the most bags, shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left to distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs? Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Coca-Cola is getting political, attacking Georgia's popular voting law. Why? To distract from years of dismal sales, terrible 2020 results, reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor in China. Coca-Cola products are poisoning America's youth and worsening the obesity epidemic. So the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms, but they got busted. James Quincy, Coca-Cola, stop poisoning our children. Serve your customers, not woke politicians. Nike is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians. He shoots straight from the hip, and if you don't like it, go and stuff yourselves. Back to the kennel with Mr. Keeping It Real himself, Vindog Radio. Welcome back to the kennel with myself, Vindog Radio, a Money Bin Production. Ladies and gentlemen, you can follow us on Rubble at Money Bin Productions with the Z! Because you know those damn idiots at YouTube keep on demonetizing our videos or either, or either banning them because it's all about 100% truth around here. And speaking of some truth, yes, my man is going to be in full force right now. He's going to tell you some real truth about what should happen in the military and what should be going down in America, uh, you know, today. And it's going to be a good one. And he is certified. That's right. He has a relentless podcast. He has a whiskey podcast. And we're going to talk all about that. And he is a 17-year combat veteran. So if you know something, you really don't know if you've never been in the military. My man, brother Tyler Morgan, is in the house. Hello, my brother. What's up? What's up? (laughs) (laughs) So... The book came out. Yeah, you caught me. You caught me after a really long day. So my <laughs> caught me after a really long day. So my excitement's not quite where it was the last time. <laughs> yeah, we talked. So, <laughs> hey, check this out. So the book is out, and it's got it on paper that Millie actually said these things against Donald Trump to the Chinese government. What's really going on now? I mean, I, <laughs> this is basically the, this is the generals taking over the military. That plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Whenever you have, whenever you have the main advisor, the senior advisor to the president of the United States who comes out and says, okay, if there's going to be an attack because, you know, the president, he's gone kind of nutso. If there's going to be an attack, I will let you know so you won't be surprised. Um, 
because it's not during war, I can see where they wouldn't call it treason, but that's definitely an intent to commit treason. Yes, sir. And the fact and the fact that he would go behind the president's back and like, yes, there have been calls where they do have the transcripts where there are other people on it, where he was doing the, uh, you know, the reach across and, you know, discuss things with your counterparts and foreign militaries that happens all the time. Right. You know, the department, of, the department of state, you know, Anthony Blinken, he talks to the, you know, the ministry minister of whatever in Russia. I mean, that's, okay. that's part of the job, right? You, know, you, you you have, you have the actual diplomacy part of it. You know, you have the military side engaging in their levels of diplomacy between, you know, their equals that way, you know, stay on an equal footing with your military partners and adversaries. That way, you know, all right, here's where we, uh-huh. Stand. I'm not going. I'm not going to show you all my cards, but just so you know, I will right. bomb the shit out of you if you screw with. <laughs> so let me let me ask you this: which mm. the protocol in the military, right, comes from the president, doesn't it? Well, I mean, it kind of comes with that uh, whole title, commander in chief. Meaning the chief commander, right? not to you know use the word. Yeah. Okay. You're defining to define the word, but, but I mean the fact of the matter is the military is inherently run in house by military. The generals run the military, but the founders had this brilliant idea. So the military doesn't get too big for its britches. Mm-hmm. We're going to put the, we're going to put civilians in charge of them. I mean, prior to having a Secretary of Defense, we had a Secretary of War, a cabinet position appointed by the president. And then there's the president. You have civilians who run the crap, and it's right here and in the Bill of Rights. Yeah, unfortunately, I think there's a lot of people on both sides of the aisle. In Washington D.C., uh, they don't know what that word. It hold that back up there again. I, I, I think <laughs> constitution. <laughs> What's a constitution? <laughs> that, that's how they look at it. They do. They do. <laughs> you you show that to them, and they're going to be like the 1800s. You're like, oh, take that out to the outhouse. We'll have toilet paper. <laughs> The literacy rate goes all the way down with these tards. It's ridiculous. And yet we continue to entrust these people to run our government. Mm-hmm. And then it leads us, leads us to always constantly going to an expert class, which expert class. Who, who, wanted, who was that who wanted us to not have a democracy or a representative republic, but just want everything to be administered by experts. Oh, yeah, Wilson, <laughs> the proto-fascist of all fascist leaders. Oh, yeah, the leader of them all. I mean, the only thing close to a fascist leader that existed at the time of Wilson, um, that would have been Lenin because he just got through overthrowing the czar in Russia. 
All right. But even then, you look at how Wilson was trying to, you know, put together the government to where, like I said, it was being run by experts. Right. Well, we're going to put in, we're going to have a cabinet position with an expert for uh, agriculture. So we'll have a secretary of agriculture. <laughs> yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. And it just, but then you look at other, other ways that they worked into taking control of the economy. And then you look at how that was adopted by, I don't know, Mussolini, Hitler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I mean, just, even, yeah. even, even Franklin Roosevelt was viewed by Mussolini and Hitler as a fellow fascist. And he was. He didn't even want to meet with Jesse Owens. Yeah. It, it's sad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Hitler met with Jesse Owens before FDR did. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Hmm. Since you're out of the military, I want to ask your opinion. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put some names out for you, and you tell me exactly. If you want to tell me how you feel about these guys in 10 words or less. And because I don't like this guy that I'm going to mention. If you have 10 good words or less to describe Barack Saddam Hussein Obama. Worthless. Very nice. Very nice. Very, very nice. Bill Clinton. Crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs> I don't know. I so, in in all fairness to the one, the only Slick Willie. Yes, yes. I was but a child during his administration. Mm-hmm. Uh I was 16 when George W. Bush took over the White House. So I really can't say much as far as what he did for the military. I know my brother had just entered service in 96. And so my brother would probably, I know my brother complained a lot about downsizing with the military under Clinton. Yeah, I mean, really, the only, the only thing I can really say about Clinton was uh, with his don't ask, don't tell policy, he made it to where, okay, if you're gay, you can serve. Just don't tell anyone or get caught being gay or else we have the right to throw you out of the military and just, you know, a backdoor legalized uh, homophobic bullcrap. Oh, exactly. Which for, which, for the record, in 2011... While in Afghanistan, uh, Barack Obama completely did away with don't ask, don't tell. If you're gay and you want to serve in the military, you want to be open about it, by all means, I don't care. I I served with guys who, based on certain things that they said and did, and you know, they, they really didn't make it, uh, put it out there in the open. But yeah, I'm like 90% sure they were gay. Wow. I have served with guys who were, I've served with guys who 
we're yeah, I'm having a I'm going through a rough spot because my because my boyfriend broke up with me. And it's like <laughs> you, you'll get through it, dude. You'll get through it. Just like when a girl breaks up with you. Same thing, just different parts involved. Yeah, 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 exactly. George W. Bush, speaking of that guy, what do you think of him? I've done a 180 on George Bush. When I was younger, I thought he was awesome. Right. Yeah, he did a great job with military. But since that he has gotten out of office and I've gotten older and, you know, gone back and looked at his, a lot of his positions, like when two convicted murderers who were illegal aliens and Mexican citizens were due to be executed in the state of Texas. Okay. He cited, he cited with Mexico when their government said, please do not execute our citizens, even though they butchered these two teenage girls. Uh, that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> Just like when George W. Bush would not pardon or commute or even stop the prosecution of two border guards who shot a drug runner. And it, now here's the thing. It's not like, oh, illegal aliens, shoot him. The guy was shooting at them, jumped into a van, and when they were firing back at him, the bullet went through the van and hit him in the ass. And the two of them got sent to prison for shooting a guy who was shooting at them first. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. So these are things that but people hey, don't know about this guy. And the thing is, oh, well, it's, it's a great conservative George W. Bush. He, he would never do anything wrong. It's like, dude, open your eyes. The, the only people that hate conservatives more than Democrats are Republicans. Exactly. And you know, since they only since, care, yeah, they, they only, only care about conservative voters because they will put them into office and help get them power. So, do you think they were against the last guy, number 45, because he was an outsider? Absolutely. I mean, even the even all the run up to. Yeah, uh, Donald Trump. The the party was anti Donald Trump. And truth be told, in 2015, I was anti Donald Trump. Especially I, when, especially when after they uh, we had the primaries, and then it goes to the convention, and Donald Trump has the votes to get the nomination. It's like okay, this is dumb. And then he appointed. Steve Bannon as the CEO for his campaign. Steve Bannon, who is a, he, he fancies himself to be a Leninist. It's like, <laughs> wait, I, taking a New York Democrat <laughs> who probably doesn't share a single damn view that you have. Right. Who the CEO of his campaign is an admitted Leninist 
And that's who we're voting for? For the Republican Party? Mm. Now, I'm glad to say that Donald Trump spent four years turning my opinion around because in 2016, when I filled out my, that, uh, that ballot while I was in Afghanistan to mail back, back home, I left the presidential slot blank. No Trump, no Hillary, no Egg McMuffin, no Gary What's in Aleppo Johnson. None of it. You didn't know what to expect from them. That's why you did that, right? Yeah, that, I I had preconceived notions on who and what he was going to be and how he was going to govern. And to an extent, I was right. He did do a lot of stuff through executive order, which I'm not a fan of. However, he was really good about limiting the scope of what he was doing when he did an executive order. Mm-hmm. So in, in that sense, it's like, I don't like him using the phone and pen as Barack Obama put it, <laughs> but he's, he's, he's keeping it. He's keeping the, he's keeping it very narrow and focused. Mm-hmm. I just think I just Which feel you, that they, they didn't play ball. He didn't play ball with those guys, so that's why they made sure he was out in 2020. Oh, absolutely. Um, I he's an incredibly confrontational person. I mean, that's who Republican, you know, the populist Republicans have wanted for the last 20 years in office is someone who's not just going to you know take a punch and call it a day. But someone's going to take a punch and then swing back. And he was delivering. And that. that oh, absolutely. <laughs> if you want to listen to an amusing interview with Donald Trump, uh, find the September 21st episode of the Glenn Beck program and listen to the first 20 minutes. Oh, I, I, I watched it Donald this morning. Donald Trump's on for. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, uh, Mr. President, what do you think about, what do you think about, uh, General Milley? I'm not going to go any spoilers here, but, oh my gosh, it's, he just came out swinging on Milley. Oh, and and he, he also does have a, he, he also had a gracious point of, well, I hadn't seen any evidence of that, but if mm -hmm. the evidence comes out, he should, you know, go through UCMJ action, go through, you know, have it go through the process. And if he's found guilty, he's found guilty. I'm like, oh, that's you know, the most un-Donald Trump answer I've ever heard. Yeah, but check this out. Donald Trump said he told Millie he wanted all of those weapons and the people out. He wanted from the top of the weapons to the screws and nuts and bolts to be taken out of Afghanistan. Yeah. And Donald Trump goes, I'm a businessman. I know construction. I know what it, I know what it takes and I know it's going to cost less to leave, uh, to bring it back than to leave it there. But Millie goes, Oh, it's going to be cheaper just to leave it there. What a dope. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It is technically cheaper to leave it there, but here's the thing. The federal government is not a private business. No, no. If I go if I leave all my podcast equipment somewhere and it gets stolen, I can write it off as a business expense. 
You can't write off $80 billion of American taxpayer equipment as a business loss. Absolutely right. $85 billion in weaponry there. And and the, the whole idea that... Yeah, that and, and the whole idea that it's cheaper to leave it there. I know where this comes from. Because early in the wars, they discovered that, you know, if we just take everything over, and instead of units bringing it back with them and sending more crap over, yes, they just go over, they inventory everything, the next unit signs for it, keep track of everything, the next unit signs for it. That is cheaper. Yes, that is true. But at the end of the war, like Donald Trump said, those jets that are sitting on the tarmac at CAF, at Mez, at Bagram, put them, fuel them up, fly them to an aircraft carrier that have it waiting for them. Fly it to, uh, what is it, Kyrgyzstan at Manus Air Base. Fly, fly them to Kyrgyzstan. Same thing with the helicopters. Mm-hmm. Fly them, fly them to the closest land base. Arrange for a place in Pakistan to be able to land these helicopters to refuel them and stage them to fly to us, bring it, put on a boat, and float it back mm-hmm. instead of leaving it for the Afghans and the and for the terrorists who took it over. Right. I mean, I understand that. You know, Using your brain is hard, but it's not that damn hard. <laughs> so when you did your 17 years in the military, how many tours did you do? In 2003, as a, as a member of the Missouri National Guard, I did one 14-month tour in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Fast forward 2010. Fast forward 2010. I went active duty. 2011. I did a 12-month tour in Iraq or Iraq, Afghanistan. Oh, so you've been to 2014. Okay. I did. Uh, in 2014, I did a nine-month rotation in Korea. Okay. And then in 2016 into 2017, I did another nine-month rotation in Afghanistan. Of all places, the Kabul airport. Wow. So let me ask you this. Since you've been there, you know the whole actual layout mm-hmm. of everything that was there almost, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, yes. Okay. So I, I just didn't get why the dope, Millie, I'm going to call him Dopey, did not... Uh-huh want to bring those weapons back because that's our technology, man. Oh, yeah. And so now we're, we're leaving MRAPs, which, hey, all those MRAPs that are getting left at Bagram that China is now taking over, they're going to be reverse engineered. Boy, the, uh, oh, boy. Then the Crow systems, the the uh, Common Remote Operated Weapon Stations. I had to stop to remember that acronym. <laughs> it's been a couple minutes. <laughs> those weapon stations, those are going to get uh-huh. reverse engineered. Wow. And China is going to build their own. And sell them for cheaper. 
and it's you know instead of sell them for two, two people who don't necessarily like us, like Russia. Oh, great! Or <laughs> Iran, or wherever. Hmm. And it, this is this has been an absolute boon for China, which you know prior to the election. There was lots of questions about Joe Biden and his relationship with China. And boy, we should sure know about that. It, namely, like the fact that his son, who had zero experience in the finance world, Hunter, was given was given access to be part of China's uh part of China's banking industry that, oh, see, what's an organization that's been denied access? Oh, Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs can't bank in China, but Hunter Biden can. Hunter Biden served on the board of a company that was being investigated by our FBI for trying to steal plans for Gen 4 and Gen 5 nuclear power plants. The big guy got 10%. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. I cannot wait till Peter Schweizer's book comes out. I, oh. I want to sit that thing with a freaking highlighter and just go to town. <laughs> hey, Peter Schweizer is a real good reporter, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, uh, I remember watching uh, his the actual documentary for Clinton Cash. Of all places, well, I was in Afghanistan. I was born. It was on YouTube. But, um, <laughs> but watching how watching how much uh, you know these politicians just move money around through you know organizations. Yeah, like I don't know the Clinton Global Initiative. Of all places, you know where that it's money weird is how going. That, yeah, and it's weird how after Hillary lost the election, all donations to the Clinton Global Initiative and the Clinton Foundation just dried up. <laughs> that money was moved, brother. <laughs> well, it, it was moving. It was moving. It just stopped coming. <laughs> Bill, Bill and Hillary just had to live on what they, they just had to live on what they'd already made through half million dollar speaking fees in Russia. There's no to the collusion. Bank that, and and, and it, that $500,000 came from the same bank that facilitated the sell of uranium one. Who Where bought 20% of yeah, Donkulous. <laughs> and Hunter being involved and Hunter being involved involved in Burisma and all this other stuff going in going on in Ukraine and the other stupid business dealings he's had in China. And I wonder how many I wonder how many uh Chinese uh businessmen using that in air quotes. Yes. We're yes, buying yes. up Hunter's we're buying up Hunter's paintings at the art show a few weeks ago. Oh, of course. And who will just magic and, and just magically get a meeting with 
Joe Biden, not at the White House, mm-hmm. because, you know, you can, they, they have to log those meetings, but at Joe Biden's home in Delaware. Oh, yeah. So, has how there about been, this? It, has there been anyone? Po- <laughs> yes. How about this? How about the situation where they were saying that Donald Trump was colluding with Russia? And the Bidens were colluding uh-huh. with Russia and the Ukraine when Obama was in office. And, hold on, Hunter Biden took a lot of money and moved it for a Russian oligarchy's wife. <laughs> but, I mean, Donald Trump was paying hookers to pee on him. I mean, come on. <laughs> this is big news. <laughs> lying to the FBI when he went to the FBI with the fake information. That's the only reason he's getting in trouble because I have this information that's fake. I'm giving it to you. I'm testifying about this under, you know, under threat of being charged with lying to the FBI. And this could have been a guy who had 100% plausible deniability. Here's the packet. You take it to the FBI. But because he gave it to the FBI, yeah, that, that's they, they can get a patsy. Like I said, there's a possibility this kid at the law firm who took it to the FBI, there's a possibility, slight and very slim, that he had no clue. He was just reporting on the packet he was given. Right. And so he's get so now he's getting hung out to dry. Meanwhile, you know, Clinton, um oh Yeah. Sad. Just yeah, sad. names are evading me right now. The guy at the FBI, whose wife just happened to work at Fusion GPS. Is it James Comey you're speaking of? No, not James Comey. Um, <laughs> he 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 was a higher he he was a higher up the FBI, okay. and he was his wife worked on the board at Fusion GPS. That's but crazy. Oddly enough, he, oddly enough, he was involved in the dossier investigation, and he didn't recuse himself. Right, he even did. though his wife worked on the board for the place that gave him the information. Exactly, exactly. This is why I say these people are nothing but crooks in a bag together. Oh yeah, it, it's ridiculous. And, but, oh, there, there's no deep state. Deep state, that's just, conspiracy. that's just a horrible conservative conspiracy theory. Yeah. It's like, well, okay, when you have the State Department running its own aunts in complete opposition to what the person in charge of the actual State Department is saying, the person who decides what foreign policy is, you're running opposite of him. That means you're running deep state operations. Absolutely. Man, when you, yeah, yes. When you, when you have this situation going on like this, you know, you definitely know that there's a lot of people in Congress and in the Senate. They're all on the take. Most of them are on the take. 
and there's lobbyists in the hallways of all of these buildings, but you don't hear about this because we can't let that get out. There's nothing to see here, folks, and especially that guy turtle in a half shell, Mitch Cocaine Meccano. We're, we're going to pull up all this corruption, root and branch, root and branch. No, you're not. <laughs> I, I would call it. I would call him feckless and say he doesn't have the balls to do it, but he's in on it. Uh, it's just not that he doesn't have the balls. He just doesn't want to. And my wife is in it with China, so I can't do anything really about it. You know, my wife and Joe's family are in it with China. Mr. Cocaine McConnell speaking here. Yeah, it, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, it's asinine. And the sad part, the sad part is, and this is where this is where I have to smack the right around. It's they give these people a yeah pass every <laughs> time because yeah. they don't because actually having principles and wanting to achieve goals that further America's interest mm -hmm. that doesn't matter because we have to beat team blue. Okay. You do realize your candidate is as crooked as the one he's running against. Yeah, but we have to beat team blue. So we have to vote for him. Yeah. He's as crooked uh, as a hind's no. leg. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we don't. And unfortunately, what really sucks in America is that if you very seldom, do principal politicians actually achieve anything? Yeah. Because if you're principled, that means you're standing against the power structure in the GOP, in the DNC. And so, like, I think the bravest person in all of Congress right now is Kirsten freaking Cinema. Absolutely. You said it. Brother, we're going to have to cut it short because uh, we got to get some stuff moving here in the evening time. But uh, let everybody know where they can hit you up on Twitter and your podcast because we want people to get driven to what you're doing, my brother. Uh-oh, did he freeze? Did you freeze, Tyler? This lag. Oh, okay. <laughs> you froze there. Let them know how they can get a hold of you. Uh, I think he's I think he's frozen. It's not on our end. Ugh. I hate when computers freeze. It gets me. Can you hear me, brother? Hey, I think you're frozen. Your internet's frozen. Well, doggone it. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Kittle Podcast right here on podbean.com, a money bid production. Yes, thank you to my brother, uh, Tyler Morgan. He, he kind of froze on me, but it's all right. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Follow his podcast too, Relentless and Daring. Oh, man, it's a great podcast. He's awesome. And I'm going to tell you this much, ladies and gents, you are going to get a lot from Tyler Morgan, and it's going to be awesome. God bless you. God bless America. Love one another, and don't forget to add and follow our podcast right here on podbean.com. Yes, Money Ben is in the house. 
Indeed. And also an Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, and wherever you shall download podcasts. See you soon inside the kennel. God bless. See you real soon, sucker.